welcome to our podcast on relationships. And we have Sandra Ray here <laughs> talking about the old paradigm of relationships versus the new paradigm in relationships. So, Sandra, from from your book, Lately I've Been Thinking, yeah. you have this post that says, are you stuck in the old paradigm? So what what would you call the old paradigm? Well, it's more or less what our parents and grandparents did, um, the way they did relationships. And usually um, there was uh, one person was dominating the other person. Uh, there was a lot of control. There might have been a lot of... Um, Arguing, there a lot of anger, um, not much peace. <laughs> ah. uh, <laughs> so would you say the old paradigm, people put up with a lot of bullshit and, right. and they didn't really see that happiness was a must? <laughs> right. I would say so. I mean, some people were lucky and were happy, but most of the people were just putting up with each other. Yeah, because you say here in this post... 54% of first marriages end in divorce, 67% of second marriages end in divorce, and 74% of third marriages end in divorce. <laughs> Those are not too encouraging of no, figures, are they? I don't remember where I got that. And then you say, of the remaining marriages, only 15% are truly romantically married, 15% have just become roommates and just cope. <laughs> and 15% are miserable but stay together. Oh, my God. This is a clear argument that the old paradigm is not working <laughs> and the old paradigm is all about the following. Then oh. you make a list of... What did I write there? Well, roles, uh -huh. domination and control, right. manipulation, external power, false security, codependency, projection of the past onto your mate, <laughs> Blame, anger and conflict, victim consciousness, conditional love, and getting weaker. And there you go. <laughs> then you say the old paradigm is full of upsets. The subconscious contains wounds from the past we are upset about that are projected onto the relationship in the present. And it's no fun. <laughs> that covers it, doesn't it? Yeah. Well, then, then you go on to say the old paradigm, some of the subconscious issues that come up in a relationship are to do with the following. Birth traumas collide, family patterns dovetail, pre-verbal negative thoughts clash, past lives are relived, <laughs> death urge kills off the relationship, and church dogma interferes. <laughs> do you want to comment on any of those? Oh. Birth traumas collide? What do you mean by that? Well, I mean, if, if I had birth trauma where um, I was mishandled at birth, like not care, not tenderly treated by the doctor or whatever, I might just have a fear of touching even, mm. or um, a fear of intimacy. And I might have a thought if I was delivered by a male and I'm a female, that men hurt me because the doctor hurt me. Mm. So then my partner's a man, I might set him up to be my obstetrician, and then he hurts me. So that mm. would be um, mm. that would be then, a birth trauma. Yeah, and then yeah. he might have guilt. So then he would feel guilty, and that that's why our birth traumas would, you know, dovetail oh. or collide. Yeah. 
Well, yeah, because I was a really big baby at mm-hmm. birth, and I I did have a little bit of guilt from birth, mm-hmm. um, you know, of hurting my mother. I was like two feet long and ten pounds, and so I'm sure she had a difficult time mm-hmm. delivering me. And so, yeah, so dovetailing with your fear of being hurt and my guilt for hurting women that would be something we would have to work through as a couple right yeah but fortunately we had been rebirth before we got together so it, it, yeah it, it didn't come up and it would have probably if we hadn't been rebirthed but it's good to know even if you've worked through your case as we call it i mean it's it's good to know what your case is like what your birth trauma was mm-hmm. because then you're coming from like an understanding in which you're liberated from that past. You know, you're not replaying it subconsciously. Well, and remember, you used to have uh, something going on about your induction. So sometimes if I would want you to do something, you would feel induced. Yeah. Resent that. And we did work that out together, too, because we knew what it was. I mean, yeah. And we, we would laugh about it. Yeah, well, yeah. Now and I would I used to say to you, now I'm going to induce you, and we would kind of make it a joke. So we were lucky that we knew what was going on, or otherwise, you might have felt really um, controlled. Mm. So what you're saying is, in the old paradigm, we're together, not understanding these dynamics. And rather than rising above them, we're playing them out. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. What page is that? So this is on page 234 and 235 mm-hmm. of Lately I've Been Thinking. Now is and it- the good news is we're going to have a Lately I've Been Thinking 2 coming up <laughs> soon when Marcus gets around to formatting it. It's all written. Um, yeah, so that's going to be coming out this year. That's pretty interesting, though, isn't it? Yeah. So, say a little bit more about pre-verbal negative thoughts. Like, we call them the personal lie. Because oh. that's a major part of the old paradigm that people are stuck in. Yeah. It's like um, my worst thought about myself, in my case, was I'm not perfect. And so that every time I didn't do things perfect, I, I was devastated. And like I wanted to always make straight A's and if I'd get an A minus I would cry and my mother said, I don't know why you're crying, I'm not insisting you have straight A's. But I was insisting. So, you know, um, that thought comes up and um, some people have the thought like I'm bad. Um, Then they act bad in their relationship. Some people have the thought I'm guilty. Then they do things that make them feel guilty. Mm-hmm. Uh, some people have a thought I'm a failure, so they might set up their relationship to fail so they can prove they're a failure. Uh, a lot of people have the thought I'm not good enough, and so they don't feel good enough in their relationship. Mm. Or they attract a mate who's not good enough for them, they think, or the relationship isn't good enough. So these deep preverbal thoughts really affect what's going on in a relationship. And, uh, well, I had that couple that I always share about that her personal lie was I'm wrong. She was the wrong sex. And his was I'm bad. So he was always telling her you're wrong in the marriage. And then 
you know, she'd feel guilty, and then he would verbally abuse her, and then he'd feel bad, and she'd feel more wrong. And they, their whole marriage was about these two thoughts. So just, yeah. just that one dynamic of, of the personal lies could ruin everything. So that's what we would call a dovetailing pattern. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Well, people are going to want to know, um, first of all, how do they identify their personal lie? And second of all, how do they get over it? Yeah, well, that's why we wrote the book Liberation. And that's what people need to do is just re- read that whole book so they can yeah. totally understand and they can figure out what their personal lie is, is by reading that book because we've listed all the ones that we've ever heard, which is about 350, I think. Yeah. So um, I'll put the link for the uh, getting that book. It's called Liberation, Freedom from Your Biggest Block to Pure Joy. And that's all about identifying these pre-verbal negative thoughts we call a personal lie and also gives you some exercises, some processes in how to free yourself or liberate yourself from that thought. And uh, I'll put the link for the book in the notes to this podcast, but I'll tell you now what, what the link is. It's bit.ly forward slash lib l-i-b ray r-a-y with a capital l and a capital r so that is the link to get that book and also would you say that that's one of the main uh kind of things in the old paradigm is that people are walking around with these subconscious judgments about themselves and and they really never looked at them and never never uh, cleared them yeah and in the old paradigm well they don't do self-analysis so they don't even probably know that uh-huh. their subconscious thoughts are operating and that's you know they're fighting about something but they're not upset for the reason they think it's probably an earlier similar memory that they're upset about that they don't even know they have in their subconscious. Did I talk about the new paradigm in that post or not? Uh, No, you actually just (laughs) talked about uh, the old paradigm. So, well, what would be some of the qualities of a new paradigm? The new paradigm, they should read our book, um, you know, uh, Spiritual Spiritual Intimacy, Intimacy because that whole book is about the new paradigm. And uh, it's a paradigm of joy. And it's the paradigm of um, evolving yourself and, um, you know. So it's like this self, you, come you call it. together for evolution of yeah. your souls. You're together for the evolution of your souls and you both know that and you help each other evolve. Mm. You call it um, uh, the new paradigm and uh, it's it's mostly you're willing to work on yourself or we call it self introspection or self analysis self analysis and this is different than uh uh psychiatric analysis yeah it's looking at your thoughts and constantly changing your negative thoughts and in in the new paradigm you have to remove all negativity from your relationship that's one thing Remove all negativity, and you constantly raise the quality of your thoughts. And that means you look at your unconscious thoughts, and you have to have a method of doing that, and that's why we use liberation breathing, 
to discover what are our suppressed thoughts. Yes. Well, how how does liberation breathing help people see inside? Because when you're lying down breathing, you actually uh, bring the unconscious to the conscious. Also, your breath worker, who, if they're good, if they're well-trained, knows how to process you on your unconscious thoughts by asking you very sharp questions. And then that brings those thoughts to the surface before, you know, during the interview, before you lie down to breathe. During the interview, the breath worker will discover some of those unconscious thoughts by asking questions and doing a truth process, for example. So would you say process those thoughts? It's just a matter of observing, right? It's a matter of looking and seeing what's there. Yeah, and changing the negatives to the positives. So let's see, say you do find out, you have this thought, I'm not perfect, and... Uh, what what is the fastest way or the most tried and true way to liberate yourself from that thought and the effects of well, it? Well, first you have to change it to the opposite, and then you have to reprogram yourself, and that takes a long time because it's uh, it's kind of an addiction. The old thought, you know, you're addicted to it for years. So you have to keep reprogramming and reprogramming, and you have to breathe it out in the sessions, breathe it out of your cells. And then we worked out that eight-step process Mm. that makes it um, faster for people. Like, I forgive myself for having this thought. Yeah. And um, God did not create me with that thought. God created me with the opposite. God created you perfect in your case. Yeah, God created me perfect. Yeah. I forgive myself for thinking I'm not perfect. Um, God did not create me with that thought. God created me perfect. I am as God created me. Mm-hmm. Um, therefore, therefore that, that thought is a lie. That's why we call it a personal uh, lie. Uh-huh. And I give up my stubborn refusal to get, let it go. I think we said that one, and I allow the Holy Spirit to undo that thought. Mm-hmm. I'm not perfect, and I'm willing to see myself as perfect. I think there's eight steps there. Well, and, I think where most people get stuck is, like... If, if they've lived their life with this subconscious thought, I'm not perfect, and they produce all kinds of experiences that prove it, you know, their their business fails or their relationships are in turmoil, and they really feel like life is not perfect, and then they use that to prove the thought. Mm-hmm. So now when you're focused on being free of that thought what happens is you remember all those times that you weren't perfect Mm. or that things did not turn out perfect and then you think when you say oh god created me perfect then you use the past and all the wrongdoing as uh, proof that you're not perfect. So you you can't. You, it's like your conscious mind has a hard time accepting that that opposite thought. Mm. So is this why we need something like breath work to release the memories, or we need something like uh, a forgiveness process to release the past? Yeah, exactly. But you also need uh, the help from the Holy Spirit or the oh. Divine Mother. Because okay. uh, I I can't get over addictions my, myself alone without a higher power. So mm-hmm. I, 
I've always found the way to get over addiction is to use a higher power. That's why we say I allow the, I allow the Holy Spirit to undo these thoughts. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So if somebody has a personal lie on bad, then they will attract bad things in their life. Mm. Their, their relationship will be bad and um, they'll do things where they feel bad and then they're going to get guilty and then they're going to feel bad again. So uh, some of those thoughts are really deadly, you know. Some of them are worse than others. I mean, if you have a thought, I'm bad, that's, that's a tough one. Mm. Or I'm a failure, that's a tough one. Okay. But it is possible to get over these thoughts, right? Absolutely. And every year you get, uh, you get less interested in it and you get <laughs> bored with it, I think. And finally you just get so sick of it, you give it up. <laughs> so would you say the new paradigm is a paradigm in which you're purifying your soul, purifying your life, getting over negative thoughts, mm. um, moving into new possibilities that maybe you haven't thought of before, being creative, being clear about your life purpose. Mm. And also, you know, this thing where in one of our books we talk about deciding for a conflict-free relationship um, can we just end on that? What does because that's a major pillar of the new paradigm for relationships. You decide that you're not going to use anger and control and domination, and you're going to decide to have a conflict-free relationship. Yeah, you do have to have an agreement for that. That you both agree that you're going to have that goal, which makes it easier to have the goal together but you also have to have techniques to solve conflicts you know you have to um, how do you solve conflicts without anger you have to choose the highest spiritual thought and that's what I call the highest spiritual thought game where you both play it and you try to find a solution to the conflict first you have to decide that you want the solution then in order to get the solution, you both look for what is the highest possible th- thought that that's going to be the solution. And the highest thought is going to be the most uh, positive, the most loving, the most productive, and it feels good in your body. And you keep going back and forth trying to get the highest thought, and if you get the highest thought, I go up to your thought. If I get the highest thought, you go up to my thought. We don't compete about that. And, you know, we just want the highest thought. So that's how you have to solve conflicts. And what's amazing to me is we teach that to so many people, but they forget to do it. Hmm. I think we've gone in depth in describing that process you just uh, Mm. mentioned in the podcast called uh, Three Ways to Get More Love in Your Relationships. So you all could go listen to that podcast as well. But I think what you're saying is in a new paradigm relationship, both parties are working on themselves and they're evolving and they're correcting some of these bad habits Mm -hmm. and they're not blaming each other and they're not fighting. They're going up this, what we call the ladder of holiness or Mm -hmm. the ladder of ascension. And this is highly possible this day and age. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. There's all so, kinds of good and techniques. that's the purpose of these podcasts is so people can go up the ladder of ascension in their relationships 
Because, you know, love is free of grievances and free of trouble and free of problems, you know? So any problems that we have, we can undo them and move up this ladder of holiness into a state of pure joy. Right. Right. Thank you. Thank you.